let's take a deep breath in. A deep breath out. And it's okay. going to be a good day. Yeah. All right. Shall we get into it? Let's do it. Hey, everybody. You're listening to Crime & Co. The podcast where triplet sisters speed talk true crime. And drink. We're here to remind you that Sunday scaries are no big deal. And the, there are worse things to worry about than the work week. I'm Kate Co. I'm Jeff Co. <laughs> and I'm Kels Co. There are so many worse things to worry about. Damn it! You said, you said so. That's it. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. They won't notice. And we're a true crime comedy <laughs> podcast. Yep. And also a drinking game. Yep. And we're having a lot of trouble speaking. All that. But it has been quite a week, friends. We are back to discuss our highs, lows, scaries, and our love of the taboo with our murder case of the day. But before we get to that, we have to get into our highs, lows, and scaries. So, ladybugs, who would like to go first? Uh, I can go first. Yes, Kelsko, what are your highs, lows, and scaries? Um, my high for the week is that I passed the PHR exam. Yay! Yay! We had no doubt. That was her scary last week, if you guys can recall. Yes. And I, um, I will say that I did not have to memorize at least 90 of the court cases that I did memorize, but it's okay. I passed. I knew most of it. It was fine. Um, my, pe- my, uh, my, my friend who took it with me also passed, which was great. That would have been really awkward. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, now we're the only uh, full team that's all PHA certified, which is very exciting. That's amazing. That's there's awesome. Only, there's only three of us, but, you know. It's a whole team. Are there not a lot of people who are PHR certified? Not in on our Crotons. It's pretty st- common standard to get into, like, management at other companies. Cool. Uh, so you could be a manager? Uh, because my company does not really care if you have a ton of HR experience to go into HR, they don't require it. But if I ever do want to work somewhere else, it's helpful. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt after my licensing exam, too. I studied way too much. I was too nervous for no reason. Like, it was, like, it, and there were some things that I was like, I've never seen this before. Like, they were like, exactly. like, what's the IRS tax code? I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to know? That's yeah. not my job. Yeah. So, I'm like, I don't know. I knew more than 75% of it, which is what was required to pass. I don't, like, have a real score, so I don't know what, like, I actually scored. But, but I passed. passed. So. Yay. Well, I passed a tips training this week, so I can... Oh, what? I can, uh, was it, adequately not serve intoxicated people alcohol. Nice. And I can um, check IDs about as well as anyone else. Woo! <laughs> so we've all had small victories also, today. <laughs> I almost I almost told someone their ID was fake because I did not know they changed the IDs in Illinois to look like something else. Oh, it's okay. I once told, I'm like, this does not look like mine, so clearly it's fake. <laughs> I once told... I, it's okay. Once I told someone I couldn't accept their ID because it was from Puerto Rico, forgetting that, that was a U.S. territory. <laughs> <And so, laughs> we're not supposed to accept foreign IDs at the bar I used to work at, so that was my problem. It's but. like the Chad Daniels sketch. That's, you- that's, like, that's probably my seventh most embarrassing moment. The podcast is at least heard like at least five of my top ten most embarrassing moments okay it's not a bad one i'm healing through truth i'm healing through truth i'm free it's like the chad daniels sketch there's the one where he's talking about how he goes to ihop and he uses his driver his passport as an id and yeah. they go we don't accept this you see a u.s issued passport with a state id and he's just like we'll see all the states got together to make me this one id called my passport <laughs> <laughs> And his daughter was like, is this not the International House of Pancakes? I like, I love that girl so much. So great. I'm right. seeing him in a month. So exciting. Is that your high? No. <laughs> What's your high, Kels? I mean, your low. Um, my low, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, um, I'm struggling for one. Um, Yay! That is a, that's a new phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, my low kind of is like, now, I came home, and I'm like, I like, I don't know what to do with myself. I've been carrying around the HR body of knowledge. I read it on the bus. I read it before I go to sleep. Like, it's all I've been doing for, like, four weeks. 
And I was like, I don't know what to do. I, I literally was scrolling through Facebook buddies of videos for an hour before we got on this call. So damn, I'm like, I'm a bit directionless, but uh, that's good. So I've got, I got to figure out what I'm gonna do tomorrow. You have to, um, learn, you have to like learn a new language or like a new hobby because of what else can will you do to fill that brain space? I've got a large stack of books I've been neglecting, and I should probably go back to the gym. But like tomorrow, it. same, same girl. Me too. I haven't been in <laughs> a minute. I haven't lifted. I ran twice this week, but I haven't lifted in a week. I need to get into just some straight cardio. Your girl is fluffy, no. but I will talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> it's neither my low or my scary. But actually. we will talk. But about we'll it. talk about it. All right. Yep. And what's your scary, Kels? Um, my scary is um I'm supposed to go out tonight, and I'm not drinking because I gave alcohol for Lent. So uh, uh, how's we'll that going? That oh, it's long. It's long. It's longer than <laughs> it's I, a I long thought. Obligation. I'm like, how long have we? Beforehand. How long, long have we been into it? 50 days. It's 50 days. It's already been 50 days? 29 left. 29 left. Oh, it's not been that long at all. <laughs> 21. 21 days is a long time. That's true. Three whole weeks. You'll be fine. Um, I think that this might be a refreshing experience. Have you gone out without drinking yet? Oh, I mean, like, before, yes. But, like, I just, I don't, not, not this round since I've done it, you know. And, like, I haven't gone out, out in a while. Like, you know, like. Well, I think this will be great because like, you'll be able to stay really cute and stay very aware, which is my favorite combination of things to be. And oh, I prefer not to be aware. <laughs> he is literally aware as possible. Don't oh, like that. Not but, uh, oh my god, I noticed everything that's happening around me. Cute. <laughs> no, suddenly I just noticed that all the places I hang out are such dives. It's terrible. I'm like, oh god. That's what I feel all the time. That's what like, I feel about some yeah. undergraddy places around here. It's like I can't go there and like complete facts or it will not be fun. Like I cannot go to Shenanigans sober. Where the hell is Shenanigans? And I was more with their three-hour open oh, bar. Oh, well, nonsense. that place is okay. But I love it when I'm drunk when I get there. If I'm sober, I get there. I'm like, this is a nightmare. Because yeah, <laughs> because it is a nightmare. What is this place? Well, I think what, what I meant more is that you're gonna look cute, recognize that where you are at is a nightmare, and then go seek other places to drink. Not your pastures. But, but are there other places to drink? <laughs> yeah, like a grown-up bar that's not oh, a dive. It's for grown-ups. That's for grown-ups. Yeah. No, no. People don't talk to you at grown-up bars. That's because you have to go talk to them. And you know what's great about grown-up bars is you're a novelty because you're not a grown-up. Exactly. <laughs> I prefer 25, Kate. I think we're grown-ups. Um, not at the grown-up bars. If you've noticed, the 25-year-olds all go to shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> For the shenanigans. Anyway, I think it'll be a fun night. Send us pics of your outfit, please. Because I'm not going out tonight and it's been a while since I got real cute. I will. So who wants to go next? I can go next. You can go next. All right. So my high of the week is a silly one. It is that... If you've all heard that I am the jelly bean eater at my job, right? Like you? I, you are the jelly I am bean the one, eater? I, we have a free jelly bean machine all the time. You just go, go past, put your hand out, get some jelly beans. And Very then bad. guess what? There was drama in the office because guess what happened to the jelly bean machine? It broke. No, this is my high. Oh. <laughs> they exchanged the jelly beans for M&M's. <laughs> and life That's so much better. And so much worse at the same time. That's so funny. But <laughs> thank you so much, Manya, for that change. It made my whole week. It was awesome. Great high. I like it. Thank you. Um, and my low of the week is that I've eaten my weight in jelly beans. I mean, in M&M's. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, my low of the week is that I thought I found an apartment, and then um, it got leased. So... I have to figure out a new moving situation, kind of a deal. That sucks. Cause it's a nice place too. But I think I may have found a place in my own building, which would be hilarious. Yay! So moving. that could be nice, cause then I could just move up a couple floors, and Devin could just help me do it. Yeah. Oh, like, I don't know how we're gonna get your shit up the stairs. You got some big shit. No, I was gonna rent an elevator. I don't know how we're gonna get your shit in the elevator. You got some big shit. No, my whole bed is assembled. Oh yeah, but that doesn't. We got this. Yeah. So that's my low is that I had a I had a <laughs> dream, and then the dream died, and I found a new possible viable option which is also leads into my scary 
and that and I've already talked about this I guess it's my scary for two weeks in a row I just really hate moving it doesn't even matter if it's up six floors it's just like such a pain in the butthole mm -hmm. but the nice thing is is that the apartment that's available in my building the lease ends a day before ours ends yeah so we'll get to transfer so everything. we'll get to transfer everything and I won't have to pay like a month extra rent with what was gonna happen with the other place that I liked oh yeah so it all works out okay and it's gonna be great yeah and fine and funky and fresh and Devco cool. was that your scary that was my scariest moving part uh, my low is that I found the apartment and I can't use oh, it Oh, okay. It was just all combined. Into the yep. Into, yes, gotcha. Yes, yes. Well, my highs, I just got back from Texas and I survived. And it was great. And it was really sunburned. Yeah. I come back with some lovely chest sun poisoning. Um, <laughs> I was out for all 15 minutes with my chest out. Like, tastefully. Out. <laughs> tastefully out. Um, but it was awesome. I'm very excited. To, I'm very excited to move there. It's a really fun city and I have she an apartment got now. barbecue. I got barbecue. You saw a dog? I saw many dogs. Um, I got barbecue. I went hiking. I got tacos and all sorts of stuff. Went out multiple times. My mom went with me and it was super fun because we always have the best trips together. Oh, that's great. So I'm great. jealous. I want a mom trip. Super fun. Um, so that was my high. I'm really excited to, to move and now I'm... I'm not excited. Wait, I changed my low. Why? It's that Devin's moving. Oh. And that we Aww. won't be roommates anymore. Devin and I have been roommates for two years. We were Three years. We were, three years. We were pretty good roommates. And also our childhood, but we'll forget about that. Yeah, it's not the same. It's, we were like forced roommates in childhood. You know what I mean? And like we were okay. in charge of our lives. Yeah, know? we didn't have to take care of each other. <laughs> um, so I'm like, who's gonna take care of me once you and Steph are gone? I don't know, Brienne. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> make sure I eat breakfast exactly. and do my laundry <laughs> and um, take out the trash and buy toilet paper. <laughs> I think I will buy toilet paper if I You'll have to. You'll notice late. <laughs> I kind of notice these things preemptively. Who will care if I get home from the bar on Friday night? I, you're still gonna text me. I'm still gonna text you. Did you also text you on Friday? Yes, I really appreciate it. Good. That. Okay. Thank you, Devin. Um, <laughs> Devin tracks my location on my phone. But every Friday when I leave my job at the bar, I leave around four in the morning. So I get oh, I get home around four in the morning, and um, usually I go to my girlfriend's house instead of home. And uh, I always have to text her to tell her that I made it, even though she tracks my location. It's like, what if, I don't want to wake up and have to wait for those harrowing 15 seconds my phone figures out where the fuck you are. It's not it's wrong when you're like in the middle of a body of water. It's very frustrating. So I prefer just the text. Okay, I can do that. So I have to do that even when she's at Austin. Yes. Fine. That's, All right. Sounds good. Set your alarms. Continue. But you said you're excited to move. I am excited. And it's making me not want to do these last six weeks. We're getting, we have, like, a, a new type of senioritis here. Yeah, it's, like, very senioritis. I guess I'm going to start this, like, last project. Like, get going. I'm, I'm going to miss the people here. I just don't want to Yeah. No, because DC is kind of, like, your new home-ish place. Yeah. you got some good people here. But a lot of people are leaving, too, so. Exactly. So what's your low? My low? You won't be my roommate anymore. Aw, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really Is it because you have to get up early in the morning? No. My low is that I had, this is the most expensive 30 days. I think, no, seriously, in my entire life. Like, everywhere I turn, there's a fucking stupid fee for something. <laughs> She's finding bills everywhere. Well, it's because I have to get a new apartment. Bills, bills, bills. I have to get a security thing for my new externship. I have to get a lit. I have to apply for a license, which is expensive as shit. Can you pay my bills? Oh, yeah, Kelsey. Can you pay my automobile Exactly. Can yeah. So, Kelsey, I've had to get my fingerprints taken by three different entities this year, and I've had to pay every single time. So, and now I have to... You can pay for that if they require your fingerprints. I know, and now I have to pay $70 to get... Here's the thing. I was fingerprinted less than three months ago for my internship. I was yeah, none of these are criminal. just want to put that out there. Yeah, it's for, like, background check stuff. But they're all government entities. I got fingerprinted literally on Thursday for my externship next year, and now to apply for my Texas externship license, I have to go get fingerprinted a third time, and because I can't do it at a Texas DMV, I have to pay $70. So stupid. 
Yeesh. But also, I just, I have a question. Why is there not a database of all your fingerprints? But the thing is, there is. But that's what my question is. Is if you get fingerprinted by some, some federal place, like, don't they, I thought they just, since they have it, they just put it into that massive database with criminals. I would assume, but apparently every, assume? Ev I would assume, but apparently every <laughs> government entity has their own fingerprint database. That's fucking stupid. Share information, people. Especially like that, that's so arbitrary. It's, just, it's a fingerprint. Like I know, it's mine. You know, it's you... mine. And I'm saying, I'm telling you, it's mine over and over and over again. And if you share, you know <laughs> someone's faking their fingerprints. True. I'm just saying it's frustrating. I don't want to pay for it again. So that's what my low is this week. Am I scary? And my scary... I guess my scary is kind of that I'm moving. My scary is also that I have a weightlifting meet in two weeks all of a sudden. I knew that was going to be your scary. And my elbow hurts all the time. So Her hands shake. my elbow hurts. Seriously, I have like oh, tests. No. I can't, like, it doesn't hurt when I lift, which is ridiculous, but it hurts when I like brush my hair or like hold my purse in my right hand. Your bicep has a very sharp point here. Do you notice that? Is that your vein? Jesus yeah. Christ. She's got like a big vein on her bicep. Maybe my bicep is torn. That would explain my elbow hurts. You are, you are so strong. Strange. She's a strange lady. So strange. But yes, that's my scary. It's all going to work out It's going to be fine. It's always fine. The work, then you're great at weightlifting meets. Mm. Yeah. Not the last one. You did good. The last one was okay. You did good. Wasn't bad. Yeah. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. <laughs> Wasn't good. Could have been worse. <laughs> all right, friends. So that's where we're at right now. Now that we've gone through our highs and scaries, we have to get into our drinking game portion of the episode. So in every episode, our bartender, who this week is Devco. Woo! picks a cocktail for us to drink while we tell our stories based on the case that the case manager, who is I, Kate Co. this week, <laughs> um, to, like, based off the buzzwords that I create off of the case that I've chosen. So the buzzwords I gave Devin this week were German, snow, and barn. German, snow, and barn. Those were my buzzwords based on my case. So based off those... Again, unhelpful, Devin. You have gifts. I think that the... No, that's... First of all, Kate Co. gave the buzzwords. Thanks a bunch. Okay, you'll get. <laughs> <laughs> and also, these are very helpful. Devco, tell me about what awesome cocktail you thought of based on these buzzwords. Based on two of the three buzzwords. <laughs> so, it's, it's the barn burner cocktail. Okay, barn. great. Checkmate. It's got ice in it, so snow. There we go. <laughs> and, and if you hate yourself, you can substitute um, Jägermeister from Jack Daniels Fire, because that's what they're making. Ew, anyway. why would and you now make it like German? <laughs> Wait, tell us how to make it. All right, so, you're going to need... One and a half ounces of Jack Daniels Tennessee Fire and three ounces of cranberry juice. Ta-da! That's it. You're going to put them together in a rock glass with ice and garnish with a cantaloupe ball. A little ball of cantaloupe for whatever reason. It's called the Barn Burner Cocktail. That sounds fucking awful. So it's basically right. fireball and cranberry juice. But fireball and orange juice is pretty good, so who knows? That's true. Oh, I forgot about my really ratchet cocktail. Yeah. Oh my god. So that's what we're drinking, is the Barn Burner Cocktail. So, throughout the episode, you will hear us telling the story and you will hear certain prompts to drink throughout the rest of the episode. And the prompts to drink are, every time we swear, you should take a drink. Every time we do a research aside, meaning we stop my story to look up something up, take a drink. Every time you feel sympathy pain for someone in the story, so you just feel bad, or you just feel like, uh, for us or anyone else, take a drink. And every time you hear one of the buzzwords, so that's German, snow, or Germany, snow, or barn, or barn. We German, ready, friends? snow, barn. We're ready. So ready. Also, if you ever have me hear the buzzwords, I said that. It, that's what we just said. No, we didn't. Ger literally, we just said that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So today we will be talking about the Hinter Kaifek murders. Woo! The Hinter Kaifek murders. <laughs> Say it again. The Hinter Kaifek. I can't do it. Hinter. You kind of go into bar talk. It's not an accent. It's just he just talks. I weird. okay. I can't do accents, but it, that's German. So Hinterkaifeck, 
means, okay, so Hinter is, it means like, it's part of a lot of German place names, and it means behind. Okay. And so it's, it's not so it's even... behind Kaifek? Exactly. It's okay. not even like a place. It's just a farm that was hidden in the woods behind Kaifek. Okay. Okay, it's part of the town of Wangen. <laughs> Wangen? Wangen. <laughs> Wangen. I'm going to laugh so much. I'm going to so anyway, just put the lead straight out there. There were, there were six inhabitants of this farm. There were the parents, and Andreas Gruber, and Kazilia... Okay. I don't know what an A with two dots makes, but Kazilia. I always think the double dot is like the umlaut when you make your your, your um. Kid. When you put the it above a U, you, yeah, you keep a neutral mouth and a U lip shape. So it's like you. Uh. Okay, so. But I don't know if that makes sense. So you keep a U mouth and an an A mouth and a neutral lip shape. That's just ah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. But okay, so Andreas Gruber and his wife Kazilia, their widowed widowed daughter Victoria and Victoria's children. Oh. Kazilia Jr., so a daughter who is seven. How are you and, pronouncing these? This sounds very hard. And Joseph, who is two. Oh, and also Joseph. a maid, Maria, who was 44. Okay, there are all people in this entire farm. These six people. These are the people who lived on the farm. Gotcha. And to just put it out here up front, on the evening of March 31st, 1922, all six were killed. Oh, wow. And oh, God. to make it worse, the murders remain unsolved. What? All six of them were- a very concise case, Caitlin. Thank you. <laughs> and good night. Good night. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Sorry, I had to and do that first. first day came with history. Because otherwise, I want to like give some setup here, but it need, you need to know that they're going to die, so <laughs> it's kind of sad. But anyway, so it's very sad. But before the attack in March of 1922, strange things began to occur around the Hinterkaifeck farm, like a decent time before the attack. Okay. Six months before- the old family maid, so not Maria, quit because she claimed she heard strange sounds and believed the house was haunted. Like, she Ooh. heard people, and she, like, she would hear footsteps in the attic and always felt like she was being watched, and she's like, I can't be here anymore, I'm leaving. Another weird thing that happened was Andreas, who's the father or the head of the household, found a strange newspaper from Munich on the property, huh. um, and, it, and apparently Kaifek is not near Munich, um, and... He so couldn't know, but he sure. Could, yeah. He couldn't remember buying it, and thus he believed that the postman had lost it while he was delivering mail. That's a normal thing that you would expect to be the case. Yeah. This was not the case, however, as no one in the vicinity subscribed to the paper. Beep, boop, beep. Uh, Andres also told neighbors that he had discovered tracks in the snow that let, drink, that led from the forest... <laughs> To the bar, to his farm. Uh huh. And while this alone was not unsettling, it was the fact that the tracks did not lead away from the house again oh. that unnerved him. And to make matters even worse, around the same time, one of the family's house keys went missing. Oh no! It's like from a knife about missing in our apartment. Where is it? Oh, Devin used to sleep. We've talked about this before. Oh yeah, if you recall, the knife is still missing. This was, Devin used to sleep with the knife under her pillow, and the knife is gone. So. Um, Devin, why oh, it wasn't under my pillow, it was under my bed. I'm but still, it's still, it's still gone. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, uh, the key went missing, and they would hear footsteps, but they would never find anyone, and the, Andres would, told several people about these observations, but he didn't really want help, and he never told the police, so nothing happened. Yeah. So, on the afternoon of March 31st, 1922, the new maid, Maria, so this was her first day, arrived at the farm. She was dropped there off there by her sister and was the last person to, and the sister was probably the last person to see the inhabitants alive. A few hours later, <laughs> the six inhabitants of Kinter Kaifek would be found dead. So it is impossible to reconstruct the exact events of the evening without some speculation because everyone died, but yeah. some details are clear after the investigation. It appears that late in the evening, Victoria, who is the daughter of, and of Andreas and Kazelia, uh -huh. um, 
the widowed one, her seven-year-old daughter and her parents, so Andreas and Scalia, were lured to the family barn one by one through the stable where they were murdered. So it was one at a time. Oh. So one person would come in, murdered. Other person would come in, murdered. And they were murdered with a mattock, which I had to look up. It's like a like an ice pick. Ah! And they were all ah! and they were all killed with blows to the head. Ay, ay, ay. The perpetrator well, used yeah, the mattock. Like we know what you did last summer thing. They killed someone with an ice pick. Am I making that up? I thought they hit someone with the car. I thought they hit someone with the car, too. No, maybe it was a different one, because there was definitely one where someone killed with an ice pick. I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought it was much more mundane in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the perpetrator used the mattock that belonged to the family, and all of them were killed with, like, expert blows to the head. It is unclear if the family went to the bar barn as part of a regular routine, or if something out of the ordinary caused them to visit that part of their house. Yeah. Like, maybe they all visited the barn at some point. Um, but later experiments proved, however, that screams from the barn could not be heard from the rest of the estate. So it's not like one person heard a scream and, then the other and ran out. Came. Yeah, okay. So it's like, it must have been something else. Like, so after those four were killed in the barn, the killer went to the house and where he killed Maria, the new maid who had just got there, uh -huh. um, in the bed, in her bedroom. And then killed the baby in his bassinet. Mm. All with the ice pick, all with two oh, face. Oh, no. Even the baby? Even the baby. That's not necessary. He's so small. So fucked. So four days passed between the murders and the discovery of the bodies. Ugh. This is what happened in between those days. The next day, on April 1st, coffee sellers arrived in Hinterkaifeck to place an order. When no one responded to the knocks on the door and the window, they walked around the yard but found no one. They only noticed that the gate to the machine house was open before they decided to leave. Um... So the little, little girl, Kazelia Jr., was absent without excuse for the next few days of school, and the family failed to show up for church, which everyone thought was weird because they were, like, very religious people. Yeah. On, on Monday, April 3rd, which was three days after, the postman was delivering the mail when he noticed that Saturday's mail was still there and that no one had been in the yard. A man came in to repair one of their machines, was there for a couple hours, and didn't notice, didn't see anyone, but noticed that, that he heard animals and that they, uh, heard a dog barking. Because the guy didn't kill the animals. They had like a Pomeranian oh, no. and a, a, a horse in the, and, and they the were left. of the animals. They were, were left un, like, unharmed. Uh -huh. um, and even what's creepier is that they were like fed over the time after the murder. So uh, the guy kept oh. them back. Once that guy finished fixing the machine, he went back to the village and he met the daughters of the village guy, Lorenz Schlittenbauer, mm -hmm. and told them that the repairs were done. And that they didn't see anyone. So after a while, they sent um, Schlittenbauer sent his sons to see if they could make contact with the family. And they, when they didn't find anyone, they went to the they found them in the barn, all concealed. Ooh. So they would like they were laid down the swing. Then hay would be laid on top of them, and he they put the body of another one on top of that one, covered in hay, kind of like like you know like he was luring them in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I mean, it was really creepy. So after they were found the bodies, um, they imagine. Being the person to find that? Like, no. Uh, no, I want to <laughs> oh go Oh my god, today. a fucking nightmare. Um, they conducted autopsies, and um, the, this is just a quick description of their injuries for those that are interested. I am. The oh elder Kazil showed signs <laughs> of strangulation and seven blows to the head, Yikes. which left her with a cracked skull. The face of her husband, Andreas, was caked with blood, and his cheekbones protruded from shredded flesh. Yikes. So he'd been hit, like, in Ew. the face. Victoria's skull was also smashed. And her head showed nine star-shaped wounds, and the right side of her face had been hit with a blunt object. That sounds like an ice pick. The younger Kazilios' seven-year-old's lower jaw had been shattered, and her face and neck covered in gaping, circular wounds. Yikes. And this kind of stuck with me, because it's really fucked. While the elder Kazilia, Andreas, and Victoria likely died instantly from their blows, uh -huh. um, 
The autopsy found that the younger Kazilia likely remained alive and in shock for several hours after attack, at her attack as she had ripped her own hair out in oh clubs. Oh my god! So she was having like some sort of episode trying to deal with the trauma. Yeah. And that just fucked me up in my brain. That's so sad. So um, inside the farmhouse, so inside the house, Joseph and Maria had met similar fates. Um, same blows to the head. but And like the bodies in the barn that had been covered in hay, the killer had covered their body with Maria had been covered with sheets, uh-huh. and Joseph was covered with one of his mother's dresses. The, again, the animals and the Pomeranian watchdog remained unharmed and had been taken care of and fed over the several days that passed between the murders and the discovery. I like that! But where is he? He's in the house. Where is he? Well, as I'm saying, police initially suspected that it was, like, a vagrant or some traveling person who had come through to, to rob the house. Yeah. But nothing had been disturbed. Like, nothing had been taken... The killer had just the, it, the 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 killer had stayed for a couple of days and like yeah. taking care of the like he'd started fires in the fireplace and, and people had seen smoke coming out of the chimney, like in the days where they had obviously been killed. Weird. So he's there. So he was there. But when they got there to discover the body, he wasn't there anymore because they didn't find him. Yeah. Um. So. More than a hundred suspects have been questioned throughout the years, with the most recent questioning taking place in 1986, which would have been 64 years after the crime. So none of the questioning ever yielded any conclusive results. Um, A lot of things have been done. Like, obviously, they did the autopsy to see how they've been killed, but um, they even... They even uh, de- uh, beheaded the corpses and sent the skulls to clairvoyance in Munich. Oh my god! To see if they could like, like we're pulling all stuff. If the here. skulls would talk, <laughs> but they didn't find anything. No, crazy. <laughs> and um, the heads were later lost, possibly destroyed <gasps> in Allied what? bombings in World War II. Shit! Isn't it dark? It's dark. But it's dark. Yeah. So there was no clear motive because nothing was taken, and um, but they so without a clear motive, they tried to like interview their suspects, and tried to piece together a motive for the crime. So do you guys want to hear about who the people they... There was, like, a, a couple people who they thought might have done it. Yeah. And you but guys can... Sweet ass, you do. You can, <laughs> you're sweet yeah. ass! And you can pick who you think did it. Okay. All right, so the first one is Carl Gabriel, who was the husband of Victoria. Carl had reportedly been killed in December of 1914 during the First World War. World War. However, his body had never been recovered. After the murders, people began to speculate that if he had indeed died in the war, um, that it, or if he had at all, like, like maybe he just like disappeared. Yeah. Victoria Gabriel had given birth to Joseph illegitimately in her husband's absence. Oh shit! So two-year-old Robert. Joseph was rumored to be the son of Victoria and her father, who ah! had an incestuous relationship that was documented in court and known in the village. Ah! Right? Ah! And they just know, and they're like, whatever. Fucked up. Some theorized that Carl Gabriel killed the family to seek revenge because of the. I mean, that Incestuous, sense. illegitimate child. He would know how the house works. He would have an attachment to the animals, maybe. Although soldiers from his regiment testified to his death and the police were inclined to believe them, this theory gained new nourishment over the years after people repeatedly reported that they had met Gabriel or could confirm that he exchanged his identity with that of a fallen comrade. Weird. So that's... But also, why would he kill the, his actual kid? That just seems fucked. Um, revenge. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it rage does crazy things. Next is Lauren Schlittenbauer. So, if you recall, Lauren Schlittenbauer sent his sons mm-hmm. to go find them, and they found the bodies. So, Lauren Schlittenbauer, which is Lorenz, had mm-hmm. in 1918, shortly after the death of his first wife, carried on a relationship with Victoria Gabriel also. Yeah. It is possible that he had fathered Joseph, as his initials appeared on the boy's birth certificate. So, there was no name, it was just initials, but the initials were oh. L.S. Hmm. 
Perhaps he had killed the family because Victoria had come after him for alimony. He was suspected by the locals as the perpetrator because of several telling acts he committed during the discovery of the bodies. When they'd come to investigate, Schlittenbauer and his friends had to break a gate because all of the doors were locked. After finding the four bodies in the barn, his two companions left the stable shocked while Schlittenbauer went alone into the house, which he seemed to know very well. As he went, he said he was looking for his son. When he entered the house, the other men clearly heard him unlock the front door with a key. Weird. It seemed that this might be the key that had gone missing days before the murder, though it was possible Schlittenbauer might have had a key for any number of other reasons. But why? What are the reasons? Schlittenbauer had also disturbed the bodies at the scene, ruining the initial investigation. Still, he claimed he had done it because he was looking for his son, the Ill- illegitimate Joseph. So he was claiming him as his illegitimate son? Yeah. In this, and he, he hadn't before, but he did now. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. So, like, he found them in the barn and, like, moved the bodies. Oh. You know, like, after they had been covered. Um, even years later, suspicion fell to Schlittenbauer because of his strange comments. According to reports, uh, local teacher Hans Jublager surprised Schlittenbauer, I hate these names, on the remains of the demolished Hinterkaifeck in 1925, at which time Schlittenbauer, frightful and confused, mentioned an attempt by the perpetrator to bury the remains of the family in the barn. Like, how would he know that? Yeah. He also reportedly commented that it was not possible due to the frozen ground, something it seemed only the perpetrator would know. Although, being a neighbor and familiar with the local land, he would also be aware of whether or not the ground was frozen from the weather and may have been making an educated guess. Before his death in 1941, Schlittenbauer conducted and won several civil claims for slander against persons who described him as the murderer of Hinterkaifeck. He seems to be the popular candidate for Yes. All right, so next up is the Brothers Gump. Okay. Lead Detective Inspector General, what a title, George Reingruber wanted to question Adolf Gump in connection with the murders. It has been rumored he was in a relationship with Victoria. How many men is Victoria sleeping with? I know. I'm not blaming her, but that's a lot of men to juggle. Yeah. You know? However, no evidence was ever found to prove this claim. With three others, Adolf Gump participated in the murder of nine peasants in Silesia. Yikes. Reingruber could not rule Adolf Gump's potential involvement in the murder of Hinter- at Hinterkaifeck, and he instructed the corresponding stations to ask for an alibi for the last few days in March. So, like, he was a violent person who'd been sleeping with Victoria. Yeah. So they thought maybe it was him. Girl, bad judge of character. In general, I feel you, but, like... So they also investigated Adolf's brother, Anton, in relation to the murders. Um, the sister of the Gumps... Was he also sleeping with Victoria? I don't think so, no. <laughs> the sister of the Gumps, Crescentia Mayer, claimed on her deathbed that her brothers Adolf and Anton had committed the murders. As a result, Anton Gump was remanded to police custody, but Adolf had already died. After a short time, however, Anton was dismissed again, and the case against him was finally discontinued because he could not be proven to have participated in the crime. Okay. So I don't know why his sister like, decided to throw him under the bus on, his, on her deathbed, but... That's the next person. Whatever. Like put her in a home or something. Right. All right. The next one up is the brothers Carl and Andreas S. from Sattelberg. In 1971, a woman named Therese wrote a letter citing an event in her youth. At the age of 12, she witnessed her mother receiving a visit from the mother of the brothers Carl and Andreas. The woman claimed that her sons were two murder were the two murderers of Hinterkaifeck. Why do people just not have enough to talk about? It's like gonna gossip about whether or not their sons are murderers. The yeah, mother said Andreas regretted there, There's a book, I mean this is on topic but also off topic, but like there's a book by Gabriel Garcia Marquez called Chronicle of a Death Foretold, which sounds very similar to this, where like everyone kinda knew what was going on with this family and like knew someone was gonna die and then like no one said anything and then it happened. So I feel like that, I don't know. Maybe weird. That, that's weird. There are a bunch of books and movies written about this story, uh-huh. like or like based on it, so it's possible. Um, so apparently his mother had said that Andreas, one of the brothers, had regretted that he lost his penknife in the course of the murder. And in fact, when the farm, because the farm was later demolished, a pocket knife was found that could not be clearly assigned to anyone. 
However, the knife could have easily belonged to one of the murder victims. This track was followed without result. Hmm. So, yeah, so the former maid, the one who had left because she said it was haunted, was certain she'd already seen the penknife in the yard during her service, so it had already been there. Yeah. So, next person, um, there's a couple other brothers who had, I'm not going to go through the rest. None of them are quite as interesting, and no one else was sleeping with Victoria. <laughs> Good. Good. But they're all sets of brothers, and people always, someone someone would always say, oh, they said they did it, or they did it, and then they people never did it. People only killed back then. Yeah, right? They the two-person gig. Well, they didn't kill six people. It's hard to do that alone. I'm not two murderers. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to kill six people by yourself. We know a lot of other people do it in our cases. Yeah, but with guns. This is in the 20s. They didn't use a gun. They, they used ice a, pick. They used an ice pick. Maybe two ice picks. <laughs> All right, so results of the investigation, despite the repeated arrests, no murderer has ever been found and the files were closed in 1955. Nevertheless, the last interrogations took place in 1986. <laughs> And the person who ran the case, whose title Wait, I'll say is Criminal no. Hopped Commissar Conrad Mueller, still determined today, is retired. It has been reopened several times in the last 95 years, but the farm has been demolished, Boo. and the family lays buried without their heads Boo. in a plot in Wadehofen. That's fucked up. Because, as I said, the skulls were lost during World War II and never returned after they were sent to Munich for clairvoyance to try and speak That's with so them. Weird. Because of the... Um, so, also, but lastly, initial evidence gathered at the crime scene is either also lost or too ancient to give up any secrets, but in 2007, the Furstenfeldbruck Police Academy took the Hinterkaifeck murders on as a cold case because of the relatively basic forensic techniques employed during the original investigation, as well as missing end evidence and the later deaths of some suspects, they were unable to conclusively identify the murderer so they did all agree on a, thir a theory. Which so one? everyone, they out of respect for the surviving family members of people related to the crime, that theory remains a secret. What? At this point, what? it seems unlikely the public will ever know who committed the murders or why. And that is what the case of the Hinterkaifeck murders. I'm Isn't that crazy? What living members? They're all dead. They killed the whole family. Um. Well, no, the members of the people who like who are suspects. It's slander to tell someone a murderer. Well, we're not saying you did it. We're saying we all have a theory. We can no longer. Allege. Yeah, but if but they're if a, dead. If a police, they're not dead. This wasn't like some people. These are living members of the family. I think anyone who committed who is of able body they can't commit prove a it. murder in the twenties. You can't call someone. Dead by now. Yeah, but they're living. They're relatives. not saying. They're not saying we we know he did it. We're saying we have a it strong is, theory. Okay, but imagine this. He may or may not imagine have done this. this. I have a strong theory, Dev, that your grandfather was Adolf Hitler's gay lover. If someone said that to you, wouldn't be like, um, no. Wait. You know what I mean? I mean it's just a theory. It's so far away. It's like probably not, but I can't refute it either. Like, okay, but you'd be mad, especially if you had pride for your family. I don't know. It's rude and also illegal. You can't slander someone's name who can't defend themselves. Okay, I just think I'm, I think it's frustrating. I'm with you, but you can't say that shit. Okay, okay. This leads me to believe it's the mayor of the town because he already was such a up his butt about I didn't do it. What are you talking? Not the mayor. Schlitten, whatever. He's not the mayor. <laughs> he's just a guy in town. I thought he was the mayor. No. Go up. It says he's the mayor. Where does it say that? On April 1st. Beep, beep, beep. Where's it start? Where's the first time Schlittenbauer is mentioned? Um, just a bit. I don't think you're making that shit up. Oh, the village guide, whatever. That's <laughs> like, who the fuck is the mayor? But wait, village guide. Wait, before we, before we move on from this, I need to ask you guys, what do you think happened? Like, how do you think it went down? I think, I don't know. I think he, he lured the kid in there first. Uh -huh. And they're like, where the fuck is a seven-year-old? She shouldn't be by herself. Yeah, and but she was alive. Gets... She didn't even die right away. Well, exactly. Which is why it was so traumatizing to see all this go down. Because maybe he hadn't really, like, he was, like, still frantic with the first one, so it didn't go right. But, like, she's seven. She's not going to, like, get up and attack or anything. But the other ones went so well. Like, killed them instantly. How did how would he not have done it the first time? It, it, 
just warming up. Like, I don't know. You're, you're killing the first person, ideally, up. you've ever killed in your whole life. Maybe he just, like, had jitters. Huh. So I think that happened. And then once those, I don't know why the guy came. I'm assuming the guy came through. Because I imagine the grandma would be like, where's Minnie Me? And went out there and then. I don't know. And then I like Devin's theory. <laughs> like, Kels, but is that what you thought? What do you think happened before you heard Devin's theory? I mean, like, I, I mean, kind of like the way she described, though. I figured one of the, like, kid, the, the, the kid went first, and they all went looking for it. But how would he have lured the kid you know? into the barn? Kids are dumb. I have candy. Or maybe it was that guy. Or maybe if it was that guy, if it was that guy, she knew him. Yeah. And she's like, let me show you something. Ice pick to the face. Also, isn't that so weird about the dad? Yeah. That is really weird. And it was just, like, normal. Also, Victoria, like, slept with a lot of people. Because then, in that case, it could be her dad, too, because if it was her dad, it'd be easy to lure him in. No, 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 like, but Kazelia Jr.'s dad was not Lorenz. That was the original father's I child. know, but so if it was the original father who wasn't actually dead. Oh, so you think it was the father or it, Lorenz? I think it's, uh, I think it's Lorenz, but that would give weight to the how did they lure her into the barn if it was, like, her dad. He's like, hey, come here. Yeah. Especially thought if it's her dad, but. Yeah. Questions. Questions. Very strange. That's Anyways, the case. No, that's I'm really the frustrated case. with There's so many Police more Academy. speculations and, and like pieces of evidence that you can go look through. And again, there are movies and books written about this case, so I highly recommend checking those out. Absolutely. And that was my case for today. Great one, Kate. Woo! I loved it. Sorry for my butchering of a lot of German names. I don't, I've never I taken German I was actually impressed with your pronunciation. I don't understand where you find these. Well, I've been really into cold cases recently, but I'm going to do a cult next time. All right. I decided. Woo. Like it. All right, guys, now that we've talked about another chilling cold case, we have to bring ourselves back up with a pep talk from the amazing Keiko, the peppiest Thank you. of talkers. The peppiest of talkers. Working hard, carrying us today. All right. All right, we're going to do this one for Devin because Devin needs to hear this right now. I just want to reiterate. <laughs> Devin, very quietly, I need to hear this right now. <laughs> I just want to reiterate what I'm sure I've said before, which is it is okay to do things just for you. Not everything has to be an achievement. Not everything has to be a resume builder. Not everything has to make you money or give, like, give... Oh, no. I mean, yes, I love this talk, but that's not what I mean. Oh, I don't know what you mean. No, No, I mean, like, other people need your time, and it's okay to be like, no, I can't. I got my own shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll save that topic for another time. (laughs) Pocket that one. That's a good one. uh, Know that, this is to reiterate what I'm sure I said before also, is that you can... Be selfish with your own time, and you have to take care of you first. Like, you know you're a good person, you know you're a good friend, and if you feel overextended, then you need to take a moment and just say no. It doesn't make you bad, and people will not be mad at you, and if they are, then they're not respecting your boundaries, because you cannot give, you cannot just give and give and give and never give anything back to yourself, because at the end of the day, you'll be empty-handed, and you'll just be bitter, and not really giving anything to anyone, even though you're still expending energy. You need to, like, fill up your own cup before you can give it to other people. So, no, so this week, I challenge you to take some time for you, and really look around and look at your schedule and see what about my week is giving to others, what is giving to me, and just try and, don't have to get rid of the giving to others, but just try and make the balance a little bit closer to equal, because you deserve it, and you can only be at your best when you feel at your best for others. You know what I mean? So true. It's all Damn about true. self-love, honey. Cute. <laughs> honey. Right. I just love Jonathan Van Ness. I'm just always like, oh my god, cute. cute. And we're friends now. Cute. <laughs> all right, friends. That's our pep talk for the week. Thank you so much for listening. We love you so much. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please contact us at crimecopodcast at gmail.com on our Instagram at crimecopodcast. Um, and 
uh, we have our Patreon, patreon.com slash kindcopodcast. We'd love to hear from you in any venue. Seriously, if you want to just reach out and say hi, we appreciate the hi. 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 And please tell your friends. Again, I say it every episode, but I love hearing that people heard about this episode, like this podcast from their friends because we have a great time recording it. Oh, yes. And we would even just love to hear your thoughts on the cases because I like talking about this shit and I brought up a case at lunch with Steph's friends and it looked at me like I had six heads. So don't make me feel like that and talk back with me. Talk to us about it. Talk to us about it. Let's be friends. Help us share passions. All right, friends. Shall we toast ourselves out? Yes. All right. Drinks up. All right. So, may we be in heaven half an hour before the devil realizes we're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Too late, cheers! Yes. Too late, no check back. All right, friends, don't be stressed. Just be a little bit scared because cold cases like this happen all the time. And just don't go walking around in barns, you know? (laughs) Because this is very common. (laughs) Okay, bye. Love you. Stay away from barns. Bye. Bye. Bye.